You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. It's past the hour, one o'clock. It is a thriving Thursday, and every thriving Thursday, we seek to give you guests and bring you guests that are um, going to us. You know, they're going to take you or me on a journey to dig deep within ourselves through their own stories, through their own um, revelations. And today we're looking at purpose, we're looking at becoming, we're looking at growth, because those are different, are definite things that every human being faces. No matter how old you are, you're going to grow in some space or form. You're going to have to find your purpose, but most importantly, you are always becoming. And uh, today's guest started off as a listener when we're interviewing another person that she really, really enjoys having, uh, listening to. Uh, and then, of course, from there, she started interacting with us and she has become part of the family of uh, the Midday Hangout. And I'm speaking about Malisha Peters. Good afternoon, Malisha, and welcome to the Midday Hangout, officially. <laughs> Good afternoon, Sipo. Thank you so much for having me. It is so exciting to, um, I mean, look what technology can do. You are all the way in KZN, we are all the way in Johannesburg, but we are connecting as if we are just sitting side by side having lunch at a, dinner, at a, at a some restaurant. So maybe let's paint the scenario. What do you see outside the window uh, of this particular restaurant we're at before we even get into our conversation? <laughs> I see leftovers that we're going to take and we're going to make up a good meal with. Mm, I love me some leftovers because they always taste better <laughs> with their redo. <laughs> Let's, if there was a billboard with um, your name on it, I mean, not with your name, but with that captured with a phrase that captured the essence of who you are. What do you think that billboard would read? Malaysia Peters from Ashes to Glory. From ashes to glory. Ah, you see, you're already coming in strong and we're only just getting started. It's going to be an exciting one. If you're just tuning in, we are in conversation with Malisha Peters and uh, you can simply just send us your WhatsApp messages and questions to 067-153-1089 or uh, comment on uh, our Facebook page, Hope Alive Radio. Twitter at Hope Alive underscore radio with the hashtag Midday Hangout. Let's start back to, I mean, we're going to get into your journey of um, growing and becoming and finding your own voice and volunteering and doing a bit of this and that. Reading your bio tells me that you are strong with numbers, but your passion, your passion has always led you to people, which is also a fascinating part, and we'll get into that. But let's speak about... Um, when you were still young, you know, young militia in Cape Town, in, I mean, in, in Durban, running around, what was life like? What kind of a child were you? Okay, when I was young in Peter Marisburg, I was a multiracial female growing up in the heart of apartheid. I had lots of identity issues. Mm. I was bullied. I was insecure. I was just quiet and in my little corner. Mm, so you were a shy kid. I was. I'd also had lots of child abuse in my past. So I was shy, insecure. I was really just to myself. Mm. Let's let's unpack that a little bit because you are saying that it was due to growing up in apartheid South Africa where I guess you were not... Um, you were not white enough to be white, not and almost also feeling the 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 conflict between not being black enough to be black, but you are black and what's going on? You 
So what was the conflict within you that made you not belong? Okay, I had family that were colored, family that mm. were Indian, and mm. family that were black. Mm. All our functions used to take place in Sabantu. At that time, there was Group Areas Act. Mm. Somehow the kids in school found out that I was going to Sabantu for functions, and I got teased endlessly. You're not a colored, you are black. You should go and stay in Sabantu. You don't belong here. Mm. And yet when I was in Sabantu, I didn't know the language. I loved my family, but I didn't know Zulu because I was forbidden for speaking Zulu at home. Mm. So yes, it was the conflict of not being Zulu enough and not being colored enough. Mm. I like that because that question, I think, would then become a theme for your life, you know, the space of always not being enough, but having to find that space of being enough within yourself. Maybe I should actually go there and ask you, if you're growing up in a space and it's in a time and a setup or a setting that makes you feel not enough, how, how do you then fill your cup to the space of finding the enough and the overflow? Especially because you are always in your bio, you even speak about your passion for people and how you love to connect with people. And to connect with people is you pouring into people, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. So what did you do to get your cup filled again? Okay, when you go through all that, people, well, for me, it made me very compassionate. Mm. I started wanting to make the world an inclusive place for everyone. I didn't want anyone to feel the way I felt. So whether you were gay or lesbian or whether you were disabled or whether you were multiracial like myself, I wanted you to fit into the world. Mm. So when I saw people that didn't fit in, I went the extra mile to build them up, to uplift them. And that's how it started. I like that. I like that. When you, I mean, when you know what it's like to be outside, you are always intentional about creating spaces where people can be inside. But is it possible sometimes to create those spaces for people where they can feel inside, but you never ever getting to the point where you are inside? No, I don't think it is possible. You first need to put the work into yourself to heal and to grow. And you ask, how do you do that? You do it by spewing out all the poison. Everything that's inside of you, you need to stand up to it and acknowledge, I've got hurt, I've got pain, and I need to heal. And you need to grow from there and accept your wounds and your scars. And once you've come to that place, then you work from your leftovers. Okay, I've been hurt, I've been insecure, I've been not confident, but what do I have left? For me, what I had was my creative writing, and I'm a good speaker. Over the years, I've become a good speaker. So that's what I had left, and that's what I use now to go out there and start uplifting people. And you spoke about the numbers, how I'm a numbers person, but I'm passionate for people. In my field at the Department of Education, I had the opportunity of touching so many lives, People would walk into my office and be broken. And I would ask them, what's wrong? And they'd start pouring out their life story to me. And I'd minister into them. Lots of people have come back and said, I was on the verge of committing suicide and you saved me. I was on the verge of resigning 
and you helped me. I was bankrupt and I didn't know which way to turn, but you encouraged me and you told me to keep fighting. I've just bought my first property. So mm. even though I'm a number person and I'm excellent at what I do, but I also have the opportunity of ministering to people that walk into my office. Mm. And that's where my motivational speaking actually started, mm. not publicly, but mm. one-on-one. We're going to get into the motivational speaking because you are expressing yourself that you have, um, I mean, you've, you discovered that creative writing and speaking were your strengths and your passion. And also, I mean, it aligns, becomes a great tool to be able to heal people and engage in that space. But before we even get there, I mean, one of the things that I was also a highlight, well, maybe not a highlight, but something that stood out was um, you were intentional in your bio to also write that you had two marriages that failed. Now, Take me to the journey of how do you recover from that as a person? Because society already um, shuns upon divorce, you know, when it's just one relationship gone wrong. But when it becomes two relationships, how do you walk out of that without you being looking at yourself as a super failure and maybe taking the, the status of the relationship as your identity? Okay, with my two failed marriages, I had lost everything. I lost myself literally. I became 110 kgs overweight. I had two heart failures. Mm. Financially, I lost everything as well. And I must admit that I didn't heal straight away. I was a broken person. Mm. I was absolutely hurt and broken. And it took me time to recover. And then I recovered from the first marriage with the help of my captain at the police force, Captain Ismail. He counseled me, he spoke into me, he was God sent. And I recovered from that and I got remarried. I remarried a con artist. And a person that just got me into a marriage that was alive from the start. And I was broken once again, but I was even worse off than before because this time around, I had lost everything. And to build myself up from there was so hard. But I tried, I put in the work, I prayed, I read motivational books, I put in the work, and I did it. But then my daughter, I did it all for my kids. It was like, these kids are looking at you. They need a good example, keep fighting. So I did it. But when my daughter got married, I went through severe depression, empty nest syndrome, and I was just down in the dumps again. My purpose, I felt, was fulfilled, and I had nothing left to fight for. Mm. And I went to work, came back, and I was on social media. The only thing I did was social media. That was my life. (laughs) So on social media, I started following Mutsa Izilu, and I was so Forward. Here's this man going through so much more than me, but he's so positive and he had done so much. Mm. So I started following him on his radio station. Well, not radio station, sorry. He had the radio show at the time. Mm. I started listening to that as well. I started reading his books. Mm. And then I found him and told him, You changed my life. You mm. gave me hope to carry on. And he invited me to one of the events that he was emceeing as a special guest. And when I was there, he said, by the way, Malisha Peters, I want to show you that the world still needs you. Mm. I've got you 
on the list as a motivational speaker. Oh, wow. And I'm so sincere. And that was the beginning of my journey. But even when I spoke, I wasn't convinced this is where I was meant to be. And Musa said to me, don't take your motivational speaking for granted. You've got so much to offer the world. You can minister to diverse people because you've been through so much. Mm. But I still was not convinced. I walked out of the event and a woman spoke to me with tears in her eyes. She said, I'm so broken. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you recovered but you inspired me in your talk tonight. And I'm going to sort my marriage out. I can't stay in it. It's killing me. It's going to kill me. Today, I'm motivated by you and I'm going to sort it out. And she was crying. The mm. woman touched my heart so much. And I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. I am meant to do motivational speaking. I can touch so many lives. Mm. I can help so many people. This is my purpose. And that was my journey of life. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, because part of our conversation is growth and it's becoming. And one of the things that I know about both these, which can also be used interchangeably, but they are two separate words, is that you can, in the journey of becoming, you have to acknowledge growth seasons. You have to acknowledge growth seasons and growth seasons are not easy. You know, there are seasons that are going to make you also, I mean, if you're starting off as a seed and then the next thing you're looking like a tree, it's a process and it's about refinding yourself and re understanding who you are. And so I appreciate the fact that you had to go through this journey. You had to go through these um, uh, encounters, but I want to zoom in a little bit in Musa Izulu, because you bring him into the conversation, and that's how you and I met, because he was my guest and you were listening to that conversation. And I want us to bring him in in this conversation as destiny partners, because how important do you think are people that um, do you even believe that there are such people who are destiny partners or destiny unlockers, who come and unlock a certain part within us? And how do you think one can prepare themselves when they meet such a person. Because sometimes you can meet such a person and then reject them because you are like, I, you changed my life, but I don't want you. I don't want to be close to you. I don't want to know you. I want to keep you at a distance. So how can we better receive these people? Because you didn't just, he didn't just change your life and you sit on it. He changed your life and you acted on it. You went ahead, you you followed him, you called in, you then reached and made a relationship so that you are invited into an event. All of those were you taking action. So how could you advise somebody who's out there who might today bump into their destiny partner or their destiny unlocker and um, not be able to receive them because they don't know how to receive? I definitely think that people in our lives come there by destiny and those people redefine us and one such person for me was Musa Izulu and had my heart been closed off I wouldn't have been able to receive that basically we need to be open to people that we meet to circumstances that we go through we need to open our hearts even through the hurt through the pain we need to realize that there are still good people out there and when God starts speaking into your life, we need to listen. Mm. Because all the motivation, God was speaking as well. And it's not just now that God has been speaking to me, though. He's been doing it for years, and I've been sitting on this talent. Mm. I haven't been doing it. But you need to be open to it to say, Lord, 
board, I want to get better. I don't want to be where I am. Where yeah. I am is not good enough. And you need to realize that you've got a heartbeat inside of you. That heartbeat means that you have purpose. We are all born in this world with the purpose. If you're not following your purpose, you need to be open to what it is and listening and receiving. I really love that being open, understanding one that we are born for a purpose, but also being receiving. Because I think the thing about people and motivational speakers, they always feel like motivational speakers are gonna say you have it in you, and people are like, yeah, maybe I do, but I don't know how to receive it. I don't know how to embrace it. Because did you ever have like an imposter syndrome, where especially when you say that the first time you went on stage and Musa was telling you, Guti, uh, it's in you. You know, you are born for this. There's more. The world needs you. Did you ever feel an imposter syndrome like me? Like, what would I be telling the world? Okay, right now I'm feeling like an imposter. <laughs> I'm feeling like, am I qualified to be on radio? Mm. Is this really me? Mm. Is the world receiving what I'm saying? Are they learning and growing from it? Mm. But we've got to understand that our wounds and our scars are lessons and they qualify us. We mm. are qualified to be in this place. We're not here by mistake. We're not here because somebody else couldn't come, so we just abide the way. Amen. You are qualified. Amen. Amen. And I love that. Our wounds and our scars qualify us. A lot of us hide our wounds and our scars because we think they are the very reason we're not worthy to be in the room. But I love the fact that you are saying it's that thing. that, And I like also the fact that you're honest to say, I feel it, but I do it anyway. Just because you were feeling like, will the world receive me on radio? It, that did not stop you from showing up and doing it and sharing your story. And I want to guarantee you that this moment in you sharing your story, we are better having um, heard from you and having received from you. We're going to take a short break. Um, we're just going to take a, 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 an ad and then we're going to take a song, uh, Hello Fear. In fact, let's just go to the song Hello Fear by Kirk Franklin because it binds it ties down good to that, uh, you know, that conversation of uh, second guessing and feeling like an imposter. But on the other side of that song, I want to unpack a little bit how um, empty nesting as well revealed you to you. And then I want to get into your journey with your book and why, where to from here for you. Okay, thank you. I waited my whole life to say this. Chapter's over. My heart is with you, says to be your home. See, God has set me free. No longer your praise. Hallelujah. Today I remember. Far away from you. Apart from you is where I belong. See, I got a new love now, y'all. Hey, hello, fear, goodbye, fear. I am taking my own strength. That is a Kirk Franklin saying with a group, of course, with the choir. Well, Kirk Franklin is now with the family, but this one is him alone. But I, I, I enjoy him with the family. And somebody has said that uh, Maverick, uh, the Maverick choir, Maverick group, they've become the new Kirk Franklin and the family. Otherwise, we are still in conversation, speaking purpose, speaking uh, destiny, speaking growth, speaking becoming with uh, Malisha. Peters, motivational speaker, businesswoman, author unfolding. I mean, her list is endless. But number extraordinaire. 
and people passionate for us. Yes, people. <laughs> Let's get, I mean, uh, I'm just also, one of the things that um, really caught my attention on your bio as well, it's, it's, it's just the spirit, the bubbliness that you have, even when you are writing down, um, you're, like about yourself and stuff like that, you know, there's a level of bubbliness, there's a level of um, just being confident, but also just being a fun person. So, I mean, you say here, I want to read this out. I am most definitely a combination of beauty, brains, and a lots of heart. I can't even imagine how you were sounding when you were writing that. <laughs> but how do you maintain the bubbliness, the joy, the magic when life has put you in situations where you've always felt? Sometimes you could look and say, mm -mm, every situation has almost been a bag of lemons you know, and it's just lemons after lemons after lemons. Where's the honey? Where's the sugar? <laughs> like, where's the, the nice things? How do you maintain the bubbliness, the color, the, the energy that you carry? Okay, when you speak about the lemons, I get creative through my pain. Mm. Um, life lemons, I don't just make lemonade. I make cocktails for the purpose of the show. We make them virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> I make lemon candy floss, lemon meringue. I basically think out of the box. I'm not perfect. Mm. And I've got to admit, I had my times where I'm down. Mm. And I wouldn't want anyone listening to feel like they're not enough because they go through times where they're really down. I have my days, even now, mm. where I'm down where I don't trust myself, where mm. I quit on testing myself, am I qualified? Mm. But I've got to try through that. And you, it's a continuous thing of working on yourself every day. Mm. And it's so important. You need to forgive yourself. Mm. Because no matter what has happened to you, we take it all on ourselves and we say, what could I have done better? Maybe if I was a better child, I wouldn't have been abused. Maybe if I chose better in my marriages, mm. I would have had a happy marriage today. So you've got all that going on inside of you. And the voice inside of you is your worst critic. Mm. You need to silence that voice. Mm. You need to silence it. You need to forgive yourself. You need to realize that in life, you're always going to get challenges. You never get a smooth road. Mm. But you need to keep fighting. And putting the work, no matter what it takes, for me, it was motivational books, mm. it was motivational speeches, it was people speaking into my life. Mm. For somebody else, it could be something different. Mm. It was even my writing. My writing was so therapeutic. It helped me spew out all the poison inside of me, all the hurt, all the pain, all the unforgiveness, mm. and it helped me heal. So basically, as a person, you need to tap into what's going to help you heal. For you, it might be worship music. Mm -hmm. Listen to the worship music and I, heal. I like that. And I, I like the fact that you said writing became a healing space for you, a space where you could take it out, lash out, see your pain go somewhere, you know, a place to take it at. Let's talk about your journey with uh, the book. And I think you are still writing the book. It's not yet out, right? Yes, I'm still writing it. It's not out. Yes. I'm busy with the draft at the moment. So tell us about that. I mean, how do you keep yourself inspired to continue writing? But also, who? what do you think will be 
the heart of this book, the message, the, the main core that you want people to take away when they take this gift from you? Writing comes easy to me. Whether I'm down, whether I'm happy, writing is my space. It has been since the time I was about 12. I used to keep diaries and write down my every thought, my every feeling. Writing for me is my happy place. And what I want people to take from the book is healing. My book is my life story. It's the pain, it's the hurt, it's the bullying, it's the abuse, but also it's silencing those voices. It's mm. healing, it's growing, it's becoming who I am today, despite mm. everything that I've been through. It's using the leftovers. You know, I watched one of your videos that you did six years ago. We won't talk about how different you look, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I look totally different from six years old. <laughs> okay, but you said that the blind man in the Bible used what he had left. Mm. He didn't have eyes, but he had ears. He had a voice, and he used what he had left. So, yes, you might lose everything you think, but look deep within you. What do you have left? And let's take those leftovers. We're busy now on the lunchtime show. Let's take those leftovers and cook up an amazing meal. Don't throw away leftovers. We live in times where you can't waste. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so take all those leftovers and cook up an amazing new life. Mm. That's what we meant to do. What do you have left? Mm. If the only thing you have left is that you can make a good chicken, well, chicken chicken started like that with somebody making good chicken. <laughs> amen, amen, and amen. I love that. I love it. Don't throw the leftovers away. What you have left, you can cook a new meal out of that. And I really, really love that. I want to speak about empty nesting as we are getting ready to wrap up the show. In fact, um, time always flies when you are having fun. But when you, I mean, something about parenting when you become a parent you almost pour all of you into that journey and then these beings just grow up and then decide to chase their own lives and be their own people and you've got to let them go how do you find the journey back to your voice and how do you f nurture the best version of you without ignoring that they will always need you i think as parents we do make that mistake our children become our whole life. Mm. We pour everything into them. We ignore our own needs. We ignore our own person. I mean, for years when my daughter was a teenager, I stopped reading books. I didn't have time. I didn't have mental energy. My energy was being a parent. It was working. It was making money. It was pouring everything into her so that she could be accomplished. So I actually stopped something that I loved, like reading, reading, writing. I stopped that for years while she was a teenager. Mm. The advice I can give to parents, don't lose yourself. Mm. Love your children, do everything for them, but don't lose yourself. Look after yourself, not your outward being only, but your inward being. Look after you, maintain who you are. I love that. 
I love that. I love that. It's a very beautiful journey of, of saying don't lose yourself because I think in everything that we do, we carry the responsibility of not losing ourselves to the journey. But also we carry the... We have to also allow ourselves to flow with the journey because we never know who we'll become if we don't allow the flow to flow. So... Just as we we, we, we we knit it all together, I mean, for me, there's been so many um, pearls of wisdom that I've just nitpicked on this conversation. But somebody's listening to us, and they are exactly where you were when Musa was on the radio. Because the truth of the matter about online radio stations, somebody might be looking for another hope, <laughs> and they bump into this one. And they're like, oh, I'm going to stay a little while on this particular show. And before you know it... Uh, you know, they are staying in and it was their appointment with God this hour. So what would you say to a person like that who's saying, I don't see where I am today, tomorrow is seems like a far dream. Okay, I want to say to that person, stop being your worst critic. Mm. Your wounds and scars were destined to take place. Never be a victim of your circumstances. Be a survivor, a warrior. Let nothing get you down. Mm. Your leftovers is where your glory is. Mm. Always tap into your leftovers and cook up an amazing new life. And since we're on Hope Alive Radio, always keep the hope alive in your spirit mm. and your flame to live because when we're talking about living we spoke about how i felt like an imposter being here but i mm, showed up because changing your life takes risk you've yes. got to become uncomfortable you've got to take risks don't do only what makes you comfortable yes. do what makes you uncomfortable that's where you'll grow Hallelujah. I've got my hands lifted up. I've got my heart filled and overflowing with joy. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I think what you shared with us today was priceless. For me, I'm not going to forget those words of take those leftovers and make a new meal. You know, recook those leftovers. I love me some food. So uh, I when you speak leftovers, but it's beyond that because we have got so many leftovers. Some of them are left by people who, who, who didn't see worth in them anymore. But when we take them and we breathe new life and we add those herbs and we put whatever, it, we cook something new and fresh and something that can feed the nation. And I think what's in you is that. You are feeding the nation your gift. We see it. I've, I've recognized it from the first day when you were sending a voice note as a listener and to uh, even when we were interacting throughout this journey, we really appreciate you as the midday hangout. But most importantly, we say you're on the right track. Continue to let those wings uh, soar. Continue to soar. Yeah. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I really enjoyed it. We Thanks. enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. Cheers. That's how we wrap up our conversation. Um, wait, before you leave, where can people find you on the socials? Okay, at the moment, I'm not really up and running. Yes. But you can find me on Facebook. It's Malisha Peters. I'll spell it. M-A-L-I-S-H-A. And Peters is P-E-T-E-R-S. So you can send me an invitation there. And yes. also you can WhatsApp me on 073 
And at this stage, I'd also like to get involved with charity events. Mm. So if you need motivational speakers, send me a message and we can talk about it. Love it, love it, love it. Have uh, the best afternoon and thank you so much for joining us for lunch. Thank you and you too. All right. It is uh, Malisha Peters. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.